All right, guys, episode four, Grapevine CrossFit podcast coming back at you. This is Brandon speaking, and I'm here with Jay Jakes. How's it going, guys? I'm a certified athlete trainer, level one uh, CrossFit coach, D3 All-American wrestler, and what doesn't matter anymore, uh, number one fittest open athlete in the South Central. Uh, (laughs) And I am a... I'm my seventh trimester at Parker University Chiropractic School. And I'm just a meager gym owner. <laughs> I, can't, I can't compare. <laughs> got the experience. Hey, we got a good show for y'all today. We're going to talk about uh, training, specifically training for competition and or training for life uh, and what the difference is and why it's important. We kind of want to start off the show by talking about some things going on around the gym too. Uh, we got a couple competitions coming up that we want to mention. Uh, you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yours? Yeah, so uh, Sean and I, uh, we're doing a, uh, a partner competition in Plano, September 8th. It's going to be fun. We've been practicing the workouts. We got one more workout to practice. The first one went pretty well. Hurt, hurt a lot. <laughs> Uh, and the second workout's that snatch complex I've been working on, so hopefully that goes pretty well. And uh, we have a couple of our ladies uh, that were that are moving on to the Granite Games in uh, it's not Wisconsin, Michigan. Not Michigan. Where I don't remember where it is. It's to, up. It's up north. We need. Uh, but uh, Kat, the search stuff, <laughs> right? Like a young, a young Jamie, <laughs> the Joe Rogan podcast. Don't want to look that up. Cassie and uh, Jenny are moving on to the uh, Granite Games up in wherever it is. I, I the north, up in the north. Yes, Granite Games North, the big one. So congrats to them. Uh, they have another teammate, I think that they got paired up with, and I'm not real sure of her name, but uh, we'll be cheering them on. It's uh, September 6th through the 9th. And also, we have the uh, in-house competition, or not really in-house, but the local competition here, Legends of the Wad, happening on September 22nd. Uh, we still need some volunteers, people to work the day, judge. AMPM will have a sign-up sheet in the gym. If you could sign up when you see it, we would appreciate it. So, training for competition versus training for life. What, what is that for you? Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm on the competitive side and I, I think the, so our, our biggest, the biggest difference is when you're training for competition, you know, you're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices and I've, I've made a lot, a lot of sacrifices, uh, friends going out drinking, nothing wrong with that, but just doesn't fit my goals, you know? So it, it takes a lot more time. It's a lot more effort and it's more of a lifestyle especially nowadays, you kind of have to be a professional about it. Uh, everything from your, from your sleep to everything what you eat is, is really going to affect that. Not saying that if you're training for life, you shouldn't be doing the same thing. You should be focusing on that too. But it's just, it's just a part of what I do to where if you're doing it, if you're doing it to live a long, happy, healthy life, you definitely have a lot more flexibility in in what you can and can't do i think i think the the when i was thinking about this show the biggest three differences that i could think of 
between specifically training for competition and training for like a long, healthy life. The three biggest differences would be volume. So how much you're working out in a day, how much work you're doing in a day um, for training would be frequency. How often are you training? How many days a week? How many days a month are you training? And intensity, which is can mean anything from how much weight are you lifting? Are you, do you have 225 on the bar or 185 on the bar to how hard you're really, really pushing it in the workout? Which if you're training for, if you're training for either or, you don't need to go all out in every single workout. If you're training for life, you probably never should. You probably should always have 100% good technique and err on the side of lower, lower, air quotes, lower intensity. Obviously, it's CrossFit. Like, everything is high intensity. But you shouldn't take any unnecessary risks where, you know, I have to put 300 pounds over my head on occasion to compete. So it's just... I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about those three factors? I think uh, I think you pretty much nailed it with that. Competition in life, it's very similar with different parameters, mm-hmm. right? Uh, of course, you should be taking care of yourself. You should be sleeping. You should watch your nutrition competitively. And guys, just to to be specific, this is probably a little, you know, pretty high competitiveness here, not mm-hmm. just general competitiveness, which we can get into in a second. But those are going to have to be really in tune the higher you get into, you know, the quote-unquote elite status. Yeah. Right? But shouldn't be disregarded as just an everyday fitness enthusiast. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Um, Competitive, what is it? Competitive exerciser. Yeah. Um, Volume. We can can pick on that a little bit. I think that... uh, you know, you get to the competitive side and you see a lot of two hour plus sessions, maybe multiple times a day, the closer it gets to an event with a little bit of pullback, putting in, you know, I think over a given week, probably 15 to 20 hours worth of training. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of on the lighter side of that. Out of necessity and out of what I've figured out for my own training, I'm, I'm probably on closer to 10 hours a week. 10, 10 to 15, that would be two hour, two hour sessions. But because of that, I have to ratchet the intensity up in my small two hour window where the guys and girls who are training, you know, three, four, five, six hours in a day, you know, they can afford to kind of not go that last 5% into pain tunnel area i think that's where and that's where volume will trump yeah trump the intensity is when you're able to have those volumes right yep and i think it 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 should bear mention here that um you know you finished pretty high in the region this last year in the open 26 26 to be exact and his if you were paying attention 10 to 15 hours a week what would you say is more accurate on that like the 10 side 15 side uh well definitely leading up to the open uh, i had i had a crazy year i i had so i had you know the hardest trimesters at school right now i'm kind of past it um 
but there were a lot of nights where, hey, I'm not going to the gym today because if I go to the gym today, I'm not going to have time to study and I'm going to fail school. <laughs> so uh, prior priorities definitely uh, came up. Um, I had a wedding, which was mine, <laughs> my wedding, uh, which was crazy. That was up in Michigan. We planned it in Texas. Uh, a lot of a lot of stress. I'm definitely closer to 10 hours a week and I am without a doubt for if you were to pull the top 50 or top 100 in our region from last year training less than all of them <laughs> and I, I think of a valid point to make with that because I know really how you are based on our last talk uh, about nutrition and stuff and how kind of and we just talked a little bit about sleep before we started this about how on point I think your other aspects really are in comparison to your training, right? Yeah. So my point here is that you get away with a little less time in the gym because everything else may be a little bit more balanced. And I want our the, some of the folks listening to know that this is a competitive dude only doing 10-ish hours a week in the gym. Yep. And pretty damn good at it, right? Yeah. Uh, where where I that I that. I don't know. I don't think I'm that gifted. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, um, athletically I'm, I'm really super duper gifted to where that's why I'm, I think where my, the difference between me and a lot of other people is that I get to bed at 10 30 and I get good sleep. I eat vegetables. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I've had dinner with with some of the top guys, at least around this area, and they do not eat like I do. They eat. They eat. They eat. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think all that coupled together allows you to do that. If um, if you see me work out in the gym, you come in and you get your shit done. Right. You yeah. make use of the time that you have here and you don't dick around. I have to. Yeah. I have to. Back in undergrad, it was pretty fun. Like I <laughs> had a ton of time. Uh, I didn't think I had a ton of time, but I did. You know, I had to roll up and, you know, you know how, I, how a lot of people come in, especially open gym. They kind of just mm, roll around and, and start thinking about working out and you get through an hour. But, you know, I got I got two hours. We're gonna get there. If I have the dog, we're gonna get here early and try and walk them. And I, I'm going to start warming up. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get after it as soon as I can talk myself into it. You know, not a whole lot of time to to play around when, when I do have, you know. So okay, so a lot of people out there they don't think chiropractic school is like even a thing. <laughs> they think it's like an online certification or something like that it, it's hard and most people can't do it most people aren't cut out for it I like I 26 credit hours a trimester and you get two weeks off and then you got another 26 credit hours for a trimester for three or for I guess two years and then you're in the clinic it's like a, you ever seen the hangover yeah oh yeah yeah of course you have like it's like I'm a doctor. He goes, dude, you're just a dentist. <laughs> yeah, we may or may not, in other people's opinions, be fake doctors, but uh, we do a lot of studying. That is for sure. And I think I would think you have to. Yeah, 
it's, it's no joke. Um, and a lot of people, once they get to school, they kind of put um, other things like fitness and just like their regular health to the side. And yeah, and it's just, you know, a lot of my classmates ask me how I do it. And it's just, you know, I prioritize going, taking two hours out of my day, probably three hours because the drive and going to the gym and just sticking to it and seeing what happens. And it's, it's worked out for me. Uh, but everyone, no matter what, you have more time than you think you do. It's just, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up your two hours of watching Netflix? You know, I, especially early, early in the trimester, or um, try one, two, three, four, five, really hard trimesters, very hard sciences, like you're taking your biochem, you're taking on three trimesters of anatomy. You know, there, there were trimesters where I woke up, I went to school, did everything at school. I got all my homework done. I went to the gym two hours, came home, ate, went to bed. <laughs> and it's just because that's that's how I prioritize things. And, and my friends had an hour or two to watch Netflix or do whatever other recreation they had. And that's just what I chose to do. <laughs> and, and here you are. And, right? here, and here we are. It's you always have more time than you think you do. And I think everyone knows that. And I don't think everyone wants to admit it. So that brings up my kind of my next point on the training for life scale. Yeah. Everybody has enough time. And most of the time, all that we ask you to do here is three to five hours. And that is a proven number, a minimum amount of time in the gym that is very effective if there's some other things that are in line too. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't have everything else in line, three to four hours in the gym will go a long way. Even if you're, even if you're eating at McDonald's every day, three to four hours at the gym is going to go a really, really long way. I like to do small competitions, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you like to do small competitions, that you need maybe a little extra work here and there because, you know, we, we write stuff down for people to do on the board. And I think that's ample enough for somebody who just wants to be healthy, right? Yeah. If somebody wants to do a competition, there's probably going to be some stuff they may need to work on outside of class. So I think kind of the, the point I'm running away here with is even training in the gym three to four hours a week will be enough at a local level if you want to do a competition to compete with. Yep. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. You can definitely compete. And I'll, I'll kind of piggyback on that and say, like, I'm a big believer of doing the class wide. I, I think no matter what your goals are, everything's scalable. Here, I almost never scale up anything in, in the class wads. I love doing the class wads. Talk about motivation and, and making things easy to, to just, I'm so tired, I had a bad day at school, like I did terrible on this test or something. I don't feel like working out, but I know that I'm going to slam this coffee. And when I get to the gym, 
there's going to be like a dozen people there who are excited to work out and I'm going to feed off them. And uh, just doing doing the class wise, like, you know, we do um, those great, the, the bear crawl uh, sled drags. Like I would if I was if I was doing anything else, I would never do a bear crawl sled drag. And if I saw it, I'd be like, I don't want to do that. But now I'm doing these bear crawl sled drags and they're really, really hard and they have to be good for your fitness. Like you, you do stuff that you don't normally do if you were just doing your own stuff. And I will say that I don't even in that second hour of training is most of the year ratcheted up as, as the year goes on. But my hard training is in that first hour in the class squad, and my extra work is lighter so I can focus on my technique and my pacing. And it's, you, you want to be able to say, I'm going to give 100% on this first hour of training, whether that's whatever the class squad is, like squats or, you know, a Metcom. Like I want to mentally be able to say, hey, I'm going to give this everything I've got. And then after we'll see, like if I feel like I'm totally trashed, Hey, we'll do some grip work and maybe some curls and some push-ups, and we're going to get out of here <laughs> and we're going to eat, you know, that's a great point. And I think if, if, uh, if you have that mindset to come in and give it that one hour that you have, mm-hmm. 100%, there's a lot of other done during the week because you're, you're not having to do more yeah or feel like you're having to do more and if you want to do if you want to do local competitions we all know we all know the stuff we need to work on you know it's just and it doesn't it doesn't take that much effort it doesn't take that much time maybe there's a little bit of an art to how you improve your weaknesses but as far as as far as extra work for for your average individual who's like you know uh maybe a common thing double unders double unders so you have you have a problem with double unders good like that's the best thing to have the prop like a big problem with is double unders because you can do them you can practice them forever eventually your calves will blow out (laughs) but like you can you can work double unders for a really really long time and it doesn't really beat you up. And it's great for warm-ups. It's great for cool downs. If you just show up 10 minutes early and you say, hey, I wanna, I wanna work on, I wanna work on my double unders. Great. Show up 10 minutes early before you, the class starts warming up and you just grab your rope or or whatever drills you're doing and just do double unders. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't take that much time. And I'm just such a big believer in just following especially here like you do a great job with like you have a you have a pretty decent plan if you're paying attention so kudos thank you and <laughs> to, to that point I, I want people to know that there's a lot of uh, usually a lot of time that goes into that plan yeah and it's uh you know there's there's plenty of people to show that it's effective because we got plenty of folks that all they do is the class workout and it's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're only showing up for the class. They're showing up for the class. 
they're doing everything. They're doing everything in the class. They're there on time. They're there to warm up and they do the cool down and whatever other accessory work we have after, if, if any, and then they go home and then they come back the next day and they feel great and they do it again, (laughs) you know, and they just like, they slowly, slowly get fitter. They don't get injured because they just, they listen and they follow the process. So I think one one thing that I I think we're, I'm definitely losing sight of here on this, this topic is, is the life side of this. I I think really. Yeah, let's dig into it. Defining what that might be and why it's even an important topic. Like, uh, you know, to me, I think training for life means being able to do the things that you want to do when you want to do them. If you want to go hang out with your kids, if you want to play a pickup game of some sort, if you want to have better skeletal and muscular systems, you know, rehab your knees, if you want to be able to ski down a mountain, whatever it is, I think that falls under that. And if you are, if you don't care about competition and you truly are doing CrossFit for life and longevity and living a happy life, you should spend a lot of the time outside of the gym playing and CrossFit will prepare you for that. But at the same time, like go for a hike, go for a bike ride, go play a pickup game, basketball, and you'll be prepared for it because you're fit. And now if you're not fit, you're not going to be able to play as much. I filled in for Stacia's uh, old job. They had, a, they had a pickup softball game. No one, no one could, no one could do it. They, they would, uh, you know, if, if they, if they hit the ball, they would run to first, like pop a hamstring or like being physically fit just makes it harder to kill you <laughs> is, is basically what it, what it comes down to. Tim Kennedy says it a lot, a UFC fighter. He's kind of in the, he does Murph every year. He's, he's kind of in the, in the CrossFit community. Um, Green Beret, uh, I think he's a sniper or something. He's, he's a crazy guy. He's a cool guy, but yeah, he's like, you just, you got to stay fit because it makes you hard to kill. There's a, uh, I'm just saying that you kind of touched on that is very lost in the CrossFit world. It used to be a big part of it. And part of the CrossFit mantra back in the day was regularly learn and play new sports. Yeah. I am very guilty not gym as a non-professional exerciser but likes to do competitions but then you know we've gotten to where we started to play around a little bit outside like hiking mm-hmm. biking paddle boarding things like that mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's a big part of testing your fitness you know and so on that on that level for life you know what is what's the requirement to be fit for life like what what do we need to do to do that? So we need we need to, what do you do every day? So we're talking about being independent for your whole life. And that is something my, my dad has kind of realized watching uh, my grandparents kind of, kind of age is that he realized like, oh, they, they aren't independent anymore. They, they can't go to, they can't do everything that they want to do. Like you want for the rest of your life, you want to be able to go to the bathroom by yourself. So what's going to the bathroom? You need to, to sit down, 
to about 90 degrees parallel and stand back up with your body weight. And if you can do that with 300 pounds on your back when you're 22, it's going to make it a lot easier to do it with no weight on your back when you're 102. And there's, there's a lot of research to support that. So you need to be able to squat. You need to be able to pick stuff up like small children or a bat or a bag of dog food or grocery bags, grocery bags. <laughs> like, come on, like you need to be able to deadlift, right? So that's what it is, is you need to know how to do it correctly. And that's a huge part of CrossFit is learning how to brace, keep everything tight, bend over, pick things up and moving it properly without injuring yourself.